You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. And with that, uh, a quick reminder, of course, everyone, that these episodes come at you three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network. Evan Giddings and Mark Randy with you, as always. Go download, rate, and subscribe. Okay. We've done enough. We've done enough with, uh, you know, the historical references. <laughs> we, we've done enough with the comparisons. I, I kind of wanted to make Mark choose a little bit, put him on the spot. I appreciate that was you tough. hanging in. Ugh. It's definitely not easy. Uh, and again, like we talked, kind of talked about at the beginning, we're simply splitting hairs, you know, between these two great teams that made the Super Bowl. But the latest one to make the Super Bowl and come up short, the 2019 team, of course, lost to the Kansas City Chiefs, led by Patrick Mahomes, led by Andy Reid, led by Travis Kelsey, who now come to Levi's Stadium this Sunday, a 125 kick in week seven. The 49ers are coming off a loss, as we mentioned off the top. The Chiefs are also coming off a loss at the top. First thing I want to mention, Mark, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid have only lost back-to-back games. I think I went through it today. I believe it's three times. Now, it's happened once in each of Patrick Mahomes' uh, three seasons, but it does not happen often. And the 49ers are getting a chance to maybe make it the fourth, maybe not. But I'm just curious, your first initial overall thoughts on this game, one that could be huge for the 49ers if they fall below 500. Yeah, that's a big one. Uh, Chiefs coming off a loss, as you mentioned. Niners also coming off of a loss against, uh, you know, different opponents for sure. The Buffalo Bills, most people's, you know, pick to win the Super Bowl. It was in Kansas City. Uh, the Niners, of course, coming off of that tough two-score loss to the Atlanta Falcons on the road. Niners back home after, you know, two straight weeks on the East Coast. You know, getting back, you know, that first week back can be a little challenging sometimes. Um, but it's, it's of course, a big game for the Niners. It's it's obviously a really big game for Kansas City as well. I mean, yeah. rem- remember now in, in the NFL with seven playoff teams, there's only one buy up for grabs. Uh, the Chiefs with two losses essentially are looking at a two-game deficit from the Buffalo Bills, who are 5-1. and one. They're on a bye this week, so the Chiefs can pick up some ground. But because the Bills beat the Chiefs straight up last week, it means the Bills, they have the tiebreaker. If the two teams were to finish with the same record at the end of the year, the Bills would be the one seed. So all that said, the Chiefs, if they want a chance to be that one seed and to get that really important bye in the playoffs and to to potentially have a home AFC championship game against the Buffalo Bills, they got to pick up wins and they got to pick them up in a hurry. So this certainly means a lot to them as well. And my first thought, something that you mentioned is uh, once those Bills beat the Chiefs last week, I thought, "Uh oh, that's danger for the 49ers who they themselves are good coming off of losses under Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, but not quite as good as Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. 
Uh, so my first thought is, you know, two teams who could desperately use a win. And I think it's going to be pretty competitive, you know, coming down to the end. And, and Vegas agrees. Kansas City right now about a two and a half point favorite uh, over under at 48 and a half. I know we will we'll do predictions at the end of the episode here, um, but I expect a, a competitive game um and it should be a fun one so uh don't go away and if you can't get out to levi's stadium uh make sure you're all set up for a 125 kick because i it could be you know maybe the game of the year for the 49ers i think it it could be that fun and, and that competitive at levi's yeah i do believe it will be because as much as it seems like the sky is falling in san francisco and maybe santa clara uh, as much as maybe the sky seems like it's falling in Kansas City for the Chiefs, who just lost to a team that they're they have beaten in the playoffs each of the past two years and have reigned supreme over in the Buffalo Bills. They are now second behind them, as you uh so succinctly put. I think there are a lot of parts of this game, at least just on paper, that I like about San Francisco's chances. And I think the line is reflective of that, as you mentioned, with you know two, two and a half points being the difference for a home underdog. And the 49ers coming home off an East Coast trip, I, I believe also are in a situation, Mark, where, look, they're expected to get Trent Williams back, mm-hmm. expected, you know, as everything, if it lines up, Nick Bosa practiced on Thursday, will likely pra- practice Friday, may be back for that game, probably will be back. So you're getting two of your maybe most impactful players on each side of the football back against Kansas City. And you're going up against a team that even though has lost, has shown holes in their armor in a way that I don't believe that Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid have shown in past years on both sides of the football. And so I'm really just curious where you want to start because to me, if I'm the 49ers, even though... It doesn't seem great. You got doubled up by the Falcons, a team that's inferior to you in a lot of different planes. There's also a lot of reasons to be optimistic against Kansas City. At least that's the way that I see it. Yeah, I I think there are. And, you know, Tyreek Hill, of course, you know, is gone and he kind of takes out that deep vertical threat. This is still a really good offense in Kansas City, but they're not nearly as explosive as they have been in years past. I mean, last week they put up 20 points against the Bills. That's a really good Buffalo defense. Niners are right there with them, if not better, you know, especially when they're fully healthy. Um, So I'm not, you know, I don't think this is going to be a game where either team gets into the thirties. I'd be relatively shocked if that does happen. I think it'll be, you know, low twenties most likely for both teams. If it does, it's probably bad news bears for San Francisco. I would agree because I'm not sure the Niners offense can put up that, you know, you know, that, that, that kind of point total. This is, also not a bad Kansas City front. I mean, Chris Jones is a menace on the line. Uh, the Niners are going to have their hands full, which is why it's fantastic news that Trent Williams is likely going to be coming back because that just takes so much pressure off of everyone else on the offensive line who, despite the fact that you know they've been taking some flack, I really don't think they've been that bad when it straight up comes to protecting their quarterback. No sacks allowed against the Falcons. We talked about this last episode, some really bad penalties on Jake Brendel uh, last week in Atlanta. But when it comes to protecting the quarterback, I think they've been pretty good. Trent Williams will only make that better. He'll help get the run game going as well. But for me, Evan, I think the key to the game for the 49ers, it's pressuring Patrick Mahomes. And, you know, easier said than done. He's mobile. He can extend plays. But I think specifically 
It's putting pressure on Patrick Mahomes without drawing up blitzes by D'Amico Ryans. He's shown a willingness to blitz more often this year than he has last year. And even earlier in the season, the last you know number of games for the 49ers, they blitzed more often. It came back to bite them a little bit in Atlanta when the Niners blitzed on that third and 14 or third and 15 play where Marcus Mariota then evaded that pressure and ran for a long first down gain. Um, I think the key is pressure pa- uh, Patrick Mahomes without blitzing all too often. Can the four down linemen get to Patrick Mahomes? Obviously, Nick Bosa's status will be hugely important in that because if you can make Patrick Mahomes uncomfortable with four rushers, you've got eight guys dropping back. You can put two on Travis Kelsey. He's still going to get his, but you can limit the big gains. Don't let him get over 100 yards. He'll probably get around you know 60 or 70 at the least because he is just that good. Uh, Kyle Shanahan said he has the best hands in the NFL. He will make some catches, but make Patrick Mahomes uncomfortable with four uh, with a four-man rush without blitzing, and you're going to have a really good chance to win this game because even if Mooney Ward is unable to go, which it looks like it's trending that way, the Niners, they have the ability to cover and, and line up against this receiving core for the Chiefs. Without Tyree Kill, they're not nearly as difficult to cover. So I think the key to this game, making Mahomes uncomfortable with pressure without blitzing. It's it's a tall task, but I think that's that's what it's going to take. Yeah, I'm with you as far as Mahomes' weapons. I mean, Mark Marquez, Valdez, Scantling, Juju Smith-Schuster, neither of them are a Tyreek Hill on the outside. And even though they still have yeah. Nicole Hardman, uh, he's he's not your number one guy. It's Travis Kelsey or Buss. And I'm curious to see specifically that matchup between Kelsey and Fred Warner. Uh, I do sure. think that he's yeah. probably going to be the guy that's locked up against Kelsey one-on-one because even though everyone just says, okay, you go and double Kelsey – and you try and take him out of the game, well, one, he's shown you that he can beat double coverage if he needs to. Two, that leaves a lot of different weapons open, and if you're not blitzing and getting to the quarterback quickly, uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to pick you apart. And even if you do blitz, he is one of the best, if not the best, uh, when he sees a matchup that he likes on the outside. I think this game comes down for the 49ers to, if they can run the football, and I know that sounds simple, but the Chiefs on paper, they're rushing is a little misleading, I believe. So right now, they're in the top 10 as far as yards per attempt against, as well as touchdowns, but also overall attempts. When you're playing with the lead, teams typically do not get to run the football on you. And that's what the Chiefs generally operate in, an advantageous position where they are ahead. Now, I think if you look at Pro Football Outsiders DVOA, they're more middle of the pack against the run, about 14 or 13th. So they're still pretty decent, but they're not as good as maybe some of the baseline statistics would lead you to believe. And when the 49ers run the football, which I believe they can, even though they didn't didn't do so against Atlanta, obviously they are a much better football team. So the game, the games that I'm looking at, the 49ers are maybe defensively up to the Bills' standard. They certainly are. They are not offensively. But I believe they can try and take a bit of a, a piece out of the Las Vegas Raiders book. I know the Las Vegas Raiders came up a bit short against the Chiefs a few weeks ago on Monday night. They lost that game 30-29, to 29, um, but they ran for 155 yards. They kept Patrick Mahomes off the field. They kept that defensive front that you talked about, led by Chris Jones, at bay. I think that defensive front is a little better. You know, once they have the lead, they can pin their ears back. They can get to the quarterback when they are 
in positions where they can only focus on the pass rush when they have to do both. They're a little more, they're a little more, um, I think easy to get to. And so I'm hoping that the 49ers from the get go, hopefully as Shanahan, you know, his, his script, the first 24 plays or whatever involved the run. I know that he's typically been throwing the ball a lot early in games, especially yeah. on first down, but I think that Kyle Shanahan gets back to the run and needs to do so 30 to 40 times. If they're going to have a chance to beat this chiefs team, that's where I see the 49ers taking a step from last week on the ground, in the run game, where I believe the Chiefs, even though the metrics might show you what they have done against teams this year, against the Bills, against the Raiders, they show that they have some turnstiles up front if you can create some sort of consistency in the ground game. Yep, and and I think, you know, we've already hit, you know, pressure of the quarterback. We've hit, you know, the run game. Obviously, both hugely important things. Uh, you're not going to win many football games, especially against quality teams like the Chiefs, uh, if you don't win or at least come out even on the turnover battle as well. And the Chiefs, you know, generally speaking, they're not going to force that many turnovers. Now, they don't turn the ball over very often either with a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes. Just six giveaways, combination of fumbles and interceptions thrown. That's, you know, top 10 in the league. But you look defensively, they've only taken the ball away from their opponents five times this year. That is near the bottom, tied for 26th in the NFL with five takeaways by the Kansas City Chiefs defense. So Jimmy Garoppolo, Jeff Wilson Jr., Debo Samuel, whoever is carrying the ball, whoever has the ball in their hands often in this game, and probably will be those three more than anyone else, uh, take care of the ball. Do not put the ball on the ground. Jeff Wilson Jr., you had an unfortunate fumble that was returned for seven points against the Falcons. You cannot survive that this week against the Chiefs. Do not turn the ball over if you commit zero turnovers in this game. Uh, you get maybe one turnover. You know, maybe you get a nice play from the secondary forcing, uh, you know, an interception. Maybe you get a strip sack. Nick Bosa on Patrick Mahomes. You get the ball and you turn it into seven points. Uh, that it's it's an obvious one, but it's important. Um, and I think there is an opportunity for this offense to take better care of the ball. Uh, and, and I mean, you look at the Niners right now, turnover differential this season, they're minus two, which is, you know, the bottom third of the league. Uh, they were minus three last week. So, you know, the first five weeks, not bad. You were plus two last week, really bad. Minus three, the Chiefs uh, as a whole, despite the fact that they do not turn the ball over much. Again, their defense has struggled to force turnovers. They're minus one in, in turnover differential, just a tick below or, or ahead of the 49ers in that statistic. So I think there's an opportunity there for the 49ers to at least come out even, if not win that turnover battle on Sunday. All right, well, let's get to Mark prediction time. Sunday, October 23rd, 125 kick. 49ers host the Chiefs in week seven of the NFL. Jim Harbaugh is likely going to be in attendance. Other members of that 2012 Super Bowl runner-up team are going to be in attendance, hoping for maybe more of a rah-rah victory against the Kansas City Chiefs because the 49ers will absolutely need the energy from the crowd, yeah. maybe the energy from 10 years ago, if they're going to want to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. I will take the 49ers, Mark, Oof. in this game. I believe it's going to be a game that isn't necessarily – in the teens, like a lot of fans may believe the 49ers need to beat with uh, against the Chiefs. The reason being, the Chiefs give up a lot of points. They, they're giving up 25 points per game. That's in the bottom 
you know, 10 in the league. The other thing they do not do is when opponents get in the red zone, they do not stop them. They do not turn red zone attempts into field goals. They are 29th in the league in terms of red zone percentage uh, that other teams convert into touchdowns or scores in general. The 49ers, I believe, even though their offense was anemic last week outside of a couple of drives in the first half, I believe they can put up points against the Chiefs. I don't think it's going to be in the 30s like we talked about earlier, but I think the 49ers can find a way to edge the Chiefs in this game. I'm going to say... 24 to 20. The same score that the Chiefs lost last week to the Bills is going to be the same score that they lose to the 49ers on the road at Levi's Stadium in week seven. All right, 24 20. So not only do the Niners cover, but they win straight up. And the under hits, those are the picks uh, from Evan Giddings. All right, um, I'll go same, you know, score total for the vic- vic- victorious team, excuse me, 24 to 23 in favor of Kansas City. I think they get it done. It's a game that comes down to the wire, and ultimately, it's who do you want at quarterback. Uh, You know, I think Patrick Mahomes will lead the team on a game-winning drive. We might have a Harrison Butker field goal for the win at the buzzer uh, to push Kansas City out on top over the 49ers. 24-23 Kansas City over the 49ers is my prediction. The Niners cover, Niners cover, but they can't get the win and the under hits. 24-23. Kansas City. All right, you heard it here. Uh, I'll I'll take the Niners. Mark will take the Chiefs. Understand? I hate to do it, Niners, but the Niners do cover, Mark. So for those cover. of you that are wondering about that two and a half mark, Mark is on the 49ers. You know what they say: good teams win, great teams cover. So <laughs> that is what they say. Uh, I believe that was for the victorious team. Yeah. Although so... we, we we've had some fun with that. Uh, in the past. <laughs> oh. Wow. Uh, no, appreciate you, Mark. As always, uh, we'll talk to you on Monday. Hopefully, it's a 49ers victory. Hopefully, hopefully, there's a lot of fun, uh, both in the pregame, I assume, halftime festivities, as well as hopefully on the field, the 49ers can get a W. Uh, but it's going to be an uphill battle, and I am looking forward to it, Mark, maybe more than any other game on the 49ers schedule this season. Yeah, no, it should be really fun. The Rams and this one to this point, I think, are the two most hyped games, and the, it'll probably stay that way for the rest of the season. I agree. No doubt. Well, we'll talk to you on Monday. This has been the 415ers podcast, as always, brought to you on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network with 95.7 The Game. Evan Giddings and Mark Grandy signing off. We'll talk to you on Monday. Appreciate you.